Hey there, Angela Cote here of the Play Bigger Performance Groups. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you got to listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza of the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we've got the founder of Play Bigger Performance Group's Angela Cote. We get into why you should get over your fear of rejection. We find out how your action will create real growth, and how she helps people realize what happens if you don't ask for help. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder of the Play Bigger Performance Groups, the podcast host of Franchise Growth Catalyst, Angela Cote. Angela, welcome to the show. How are you? I am so good and I'm so proud of you. You said my name just perfectly. Yeah, well, it's important. You know what? If you care about someone and you respect them, you're always going to try to say it correctly. So mm-hmm. thank you for thank you for mentioning that. And before we get kicked off, I always like to have our listeners find out where they can find you. If they find what anything you've talked about this in is valuable, they want to connect with you, where's the best place on social to reach out to you? Oh my gosh, the pressure's on. I got to say something smart. Okay. <laughs> well, social, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm probably the, the most on LinkedIn, but also for sure Facebook and Instagram. So Angela Cote, C-O-T-E. They can also just email me at Angela at AngelaCote.com or check out my website, which is AngelaCote.com as well. Nice and easy. Absolutely. And it'll be in the show notes, but I always like to, you know, in case there's another place, but that's how I found you was LinkedIn cool. and then a mutual acquaintance. So let's get this going. Let's rock. Let's rock. All right. Our ability to learn or the availability to gain access to knowledge has definitely changed over the last five to 10 years. When we were younger, it was textbooks and teachers, and eventually that became friends and our coworkers, but it only allowed us to have like a sliver of what was really possible out there. How has your learning changed over the last several years versus today? Ooh, that's such a great question. I think my learning has become much more of a collaborative approach. And I think in the past, I learned more through mostly experiences and maybe maybe reading as well. But since I started doing more and more networking, I realized the value of learning from other people. And sometimes you, you know, learn from somebody. It doesn't mean you are going to use their method or, or do exactly what they're doing, but it, it gets your wheels turning. And so I think just being around other people, lots of conversations and uh, opportunities to to talk to peers has, has just been amazing. And I think that that's, I feel like it's it has amplified. And especially these days, it is happening even more and more virtually, which is really cool. So we're just connecting with people all over the place, all over the yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, you're in Canada, I'm down here in the States, and we're able to have this unbelievable conversation and learn from each other. And we've had a previous conversation, obviously, before this. But the access to be able to bridge that gap and bring those experiences or knowledge together, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like the world's just shrinking. Yeah. No, absolutely. And sometimes we need it to expand. <laughs> 
social distance that right there, but yeah, exactly. All right. You know, we have so many different ways to learn today and, and in so many different resources, it can be confusing. Like how many rabbit holes can you go down to when you're Googling for something? Some people, you know, they look for mentors or accountability partners, masterminds. Some people take online courses, obviously a lot of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from and how did you find them? Ooh, I love this question. Okay. I have mentors, like people that I actually speak with that I know in real life. Those people I found through, again, lots of like networking and relationship building and, you know, talking to people and asking who they are learning from and, and trying to kind of tap into that. So I guess that would be people that are in my industry, in the franchise world, who are like the mentors are people who are you know, further ahead than I am and that I can learn from that I've been around longer and can teach me things. But the other thing that I'm really doing a lot these days is also learning from these, I don't want to call them influencers because that sounds so like Instagram teenager, but like thought leaders, I guess, like for example, Marie Forleo is one of them, or of course, Tony Robbins, Kyle Cease is somebody I'm listening to. So I think it's really important to have a variety of outlets for learning. And these people are people that have written business books, but I love to listen to them on podcasts and on YouTube and pick up nuggets and listen to interviews that they're in. There's, I've got about maybe five or or six of my favorites that I listen to like every week. And it sounds like you're, you're able to have access to them whenever because of it's a podcast or it's something they're putting out on social. In an earlier episode, I talked about mentorship. And since you brought it up, I think it was, if you want to check, go back to episode seven. And we talk about why it's so hard to find mentorship. You said you've got several mentors and it's interesting. Mentors have mentors. What do you think is the best way or what have, how have you found the mentors that you really worked with well? For one thing, I, I would start with the way that we put ourselves out there. I say this all the time to anybody that's any of my audience that's in my network that like it's all about being authentically you. When you put yourself out there as yourself and, and authentically, you attract people that want to be around you. And those people are going to be a lot more likely to want to help you and want to see you grow. So for me, it's not like I didn't really go looking for mentors, but I, like I said, I, you know, a lot of networking within the, the groups that are in my industry that made sense when I'd have a conversation with someone and I could see their energy that they were drawn to what I'm doing, tap into that. And I think that's something that people, they get shy to ask and but when you see somebody get excited, I mean, I, I have people that I mentor myself and I love doing it for the people that I am attracted to do that for. And because I get to give back and I get to share my expertise. So it's, it goes both ways. So if you recognize that somebody's interested in what you're doing, yeah. leverage that and tap into the, ask them, Hey, do you mind if we, we set up a monthly call or could I reach out to you for advice periodically? Yeah. And that's, that's a great thing about networking is you now, when you have that right sphere around you, those five people, you now have access to who's in their network, which could be a mentor that like you were just saying, and it's, it's so important to have that mentorship, that network. So yeah, I, I love what you said right there. Yeah. And I think people need to get over the fear of rejection because what's the worst case scenario they like, and if you ask the person in a way that's like, Hey, I know you're a busy person. Is there some way that I could tap into your insights periodically in a way that works for you? 
you know, make it so they have an out, but I would rather ask 10 people and get, you know, two people saying yes, than than be afraid to ask one person and not have anybody. So I think people really need to like assess, like yeah. what's the worst that can happen here, you know, or you could say, you could say, Hey, you know, I've really appreciated our conversations. I'm looking for somebody that I can call a mentor and whether that's an informal or a formal version, if you're not available, do you have anybody else that you'd recommend that would be a yeah. good connection for me? That gives them a little bit of an out and takes away that fear of rejection. Yeah, it's it's action through experimentation. And the experimentation in this case is just asking like, hey, can I get this? Could I do this? Could we do this? And it's just not giving up. It's persevering and pushing through. So yeah, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying. So today people get stuck sometimes when they're trying to execute what's in their head. I know I do from time to time. Recently, or we're actually, we're still in a pandemic right now. To me, this is causing, or I would say helping create a reset in how we accomplish things, which we talked about a little bit ago in our accessibility to everyone. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to execute an idea and accomplish something so you don't get in your own way? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I think, you know, we often, I think it's human nature sometimes that we need some validation and so to be able to bring an idea to our peers and have them say, go ahead, why don't you do it? Just do it. You know, that I find, I find has really helped me. I, my business is really growing and it has been in the last few months through COVID pandemic. So it goes to show the value of that, this collaboration. And I, I would attribute a lot of that to the groups that I'm in that push me to go for it. And, and I think that people really need to just, whether it's because of a mastermind group or not, the, I'm such a believer in taking action, like action equals growth. And Marie Forleo, I mentioned earlier, she's somebody I look up to, a thought leader. And uh, one of her lines is that clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So if you just sit around in your own head all day long, so clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So like actually doing something to see if it works or not, at least you'll know if it doesn't work and move on. So, you know, sitting around thinking about something versus bringing it to other people or, and, or actually doing it is going to get you moving when you're feeling stuck. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that you say that if you actually start talking about something and I found this, that you either become a poser, that nothing ever comes true, or it forces yourself to the front of the line saying, okay, I've, I've put myself out there. What I really want to do, <laughs> no, you know, people are challenging me a little bit here and there, but like, I actually have to go do this now. Have you ever found like an example where you're like, okay, I really want to do this, but if I don't talk about it, then no one can actually judge me. Have you ever run into an example like that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, even when I made the decision to, to start working as a franchise consultant or advisor, I went and got, you know, my, my website, my business card, and I started showing up at franchise events and I'm like, hi, I'm a franchise consultant. And I'm like, I don't even know what I know. <laughs> but so I, I put myself out there and it and made it happen. And even right now, what I know we're going to eventually talk about my, my play bigger performance groups, same thing. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm making it happen without, you know, I don't have all kinds of proof that this is a good idea, but I know in that, in doing it and, and calling it a thing that it's going to happen. So yeah, absolutely. Speaking it, you know, imagining it, just making it, that just helps make it happen for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, staying on the masterminds, they've been around for a long time. Probably the first mastermind was like the apostles. And then from there, yeah, from there, yeah. then Benjamin <laughs> Franklin one. created one called the Leather Apron Club. I didn't know if you knew that. 
I've heard about that. Yeah. And then eventually Napoleon Hill wrote about it, which brought it a little bit more to the forefront. As there's been an ever-changing and this growing population of people wanting to have the self-education as opposed to traditional education over the last, you know, five, 10 years, where do you really see the movement going of self-education in masterminds? Yeah, well, I, I only see it growing. And especially as the world has become a place where we can connect, you know, pre-COVID, I, I use Zoom all the time. It, you probably did as well. But it's funny how now everybody knows it and people are like, let's do Zoom call. Let's do, and people are way more comfortable meeting. So I think there's a huge opportunity that has come because of that, where, you know, in the past, people always thought of a mastermind as something where you'd meet in person and the roadblock there is costs, you know, travel costs, or that you've got to find like-minded people in your own geography, in your own region. And so I, I just, I really just see it growing and I see there being experts that can facilitate a mastermind, but that it takes a special uh, type of expertise to be able to facilitate a successful mastermind. So having that expertise, but then that level of peer advising and, and coaching and accountability, yeah, I don't see it going away. That's for sure. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the expertise, because I think social media, if it's shown us any, everything or anything, seems like a lot of people have an expertise out there that you might not have ever heard of before. They, they stand in front of the Lamborghini, the yacht, they've got piles of money and they call themselves an expert. And for $99, <laughs> you can make seven to eight figures too. When you're looking for the expertise from who you learn from, what do you really look for? And how do you research that to find that this person's legitimate? And, and when you ask your questions, like, how do you find that you want to work with someone? It could be a mastermind, it could be a mentor, it could be a coach, anything. Okay. I start again with alignment. There has to be a sense of alignment. Like I, I said earlier, putting yourself out there as who you are so that you attract the right people. So when I have ever looked for a coach or a group to be a part of, I look at the core values for one thing, like what are their core values? And do I feel like it's partly a feeling thing? Do I feel aligned with what they're doing? And then of course, looking at their results and looking at the people that are, that, that are surrounding them as well are good ways to do it. Of course, I, I just ask around. Yeah, you know, I, one of my previous performance coaches I had a couple of years ago for quite a while, really enjoyed, I saw her speak and it hit me really hard after. I'm like, I need someone like her to help me. So I reached out and the next thing you know, she did do coaching. That was the whole idea of the talk. I got sucked in. <laughs> so it worked. The lead magnet worked, but I got to see her in action and I felt, oh my gosh, I'm aligned. You know, like I think, especially like I always talk about authenticity and, and whether, again, whether that's a coach or a mastermind group or whatever it is, if you can't let your guard down, you are not going to learn and you're not going to grow. You have to be, that's why I talk about alignment, authenticity, that's what I see as one of the one of the most important things about a mastermind group getting value out of working together or a coaching relationship is that there's this this level of vulnerability really almost like building that trust so that that you can open up and really admit your true problems. I've run groups and seen there's you know in the past when I just sort of threw people together and didn't really assess what their mindset was and what their core values and just thought, well, let's try this. They're all looking for the same kind of help. And there's always that one or two, there was always that one or two that had this sort of level of ego. And when they had that level of ego, they're not willing to open up and be vulnerable, then they're not going to get anything out of it and they don't find it valuable. So 
it's alignment, it's authenticity that you got to look for. And, and that, that feeling of, you know, I can be vulnerable with these people. Yeah. And the core values, if you, if you go into it first, like what are my core values? And if they just completely don't align, you're wasting their time and yours, more importantly, your time and you can't get time back. So yeah, I've always found in life, uh, there's a funny story about me. I, when I first started walking around and saying, I'm a franchise advisor now, you know, I'm a big girl now. <laughs> I went from uh, being a franchisee and, and, and a mom at home really, and going, I gotta, I gotta change this. I gotta get doing something. And when I first started, I, I was going once to a, a meeting with, at the time I was, I was maybe in my late thirties and I, I had pleather pants on. I'm kind of known for this by the way. And so I had these like pleather pants on and my mom was, was visiting at the time. And she's like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't, who are you meeting? And I said, I'm going to meet this prospect and this, and it's like an older male prospect. And my mom's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's going to take you seriously. So I was like, all right. So I went and changed and put like regular black pants on and but it didn't take me long to realize that, you know, if I don't put myself out there as who I am, like, I don't want to work with stuffy businessmen. I want to work with fun people. So I should, so I should be able to do that. So I've, anybody that, that knows me or follows me knows that I put myself out there very, in a very real way. And guess what happens? I attract really cool people to hang out with, like masterminds and, you know, just clients that I attract and everything. So it's, it's a big message I'm trying to get out there to people is like, let your guard down a little bit. You will get so much more value out of your relationships and out of life. You just let it, let it out a little bit, be yourself. Yeah. Let it down and be yourself. Because if you, if you see a person one time and they're not wearing pleather pants and the next time they are wearing pleather pants, obviously that that's a slight metaphor, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. be who you're going to be. Cause eventually that will come through regardless time and time again, you can't continue not to do it. So let's kind of going in that area. You know, when, when someone invests in their future, they typically have an idea of what they're going to get. They're able to have some form of expectation. And they also know maybe the type of people that are going to be in the room, you know, through researching or asking questions. What should someone expect when they enter your reality and what you're building? Ooh, that's a great, I love your questions. I think I'm just excited because I get, I, I get to be on a lot of podcasts, but your questions are very unique. So <laughs> I'm just Let's making this up as I go, you know, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> so I said, I hope I say something smart. When they're in my world, here's, here's what I hear from people is that I help people get over it and take action and believe that they can do, I don't bring them up into the, like the clouds into La La Land, but I help them realize, like, like I said earlier, like, look at the possible negative consequences of say, asking a mentor, if they'll be your mentor, right? Like what's the worst that can happen? Like, let's stop and think about these things. So what I hear from people that I work with and have in my, in my, my mastermind groups is that, that I make them feel like they can do anything and I help them with the action step to do it and to take the chance, whether they're going to win or, or fail, which I actually like to say win or learn, which I got from John Maxwell, like you're either going to win or you're going to learn, right? So that's what I'm really trying to help people with is, is taking the action and not being so afraid and really doing it in a way that's authentic for them. One of the things that I've been, I've been working on, and maybe I'm jumping so you can, you can tell, me, tell me to hold off on this in a minute, but one of the things that I've been working on, when COVID hit, 
are we talking about COVID too much? Is it okay? It's like, we can't avoid it, right? By the time this episode airs, it'll be, you know, COVID should be gone. Hopefully yeah. there'll be a vaccine and we'll all be good, yeah. but we'll still, we'll never forget this, right? So right just before COVID hit, I, I had this plan to launch the, these play bigger performance groups, which we can, we can talk about in a bit here. But when it hit, I saw right away that people were scrambling. I work with, you know, a lot of franchisors, right? People that have franchisees that they needed to support during this time. And I just saw the scramble. I felt I was feeling the shock. There was so much confusion. Remember like mid-March, like early to mid-March, how crazy that was? Like what? We're locking everything down and like we can't go into certain like businesses and like it was so crazy, right? So I don't even hardly remember initiating this, but in that week of March 16th, I hosted three franchise or round tables where we just got on a call. It wasn't even a, a formal mastermind. This was just, let's get together and see if we can, if I can help you franchisors help each other because I don't know the answers. And that's the, that's the beauty of the group, right? The collective wisdom of the group. So let's get on these Zoom calls and let's say everybody just share a challenge and we'll talk through what might work to fix that. And so th- that started in March and it's to, it's been going it's to this day, five or whatever months later and weekly. I do this weekly. I don't charge anybody for it. It's just, let's just get on this call. It's one hour. And it's been fantastic for me to be able to build relationships. I'm not trying to pretend I'm like the hero and altruistic, but I you know, it has also been great to be able to give that up or provide that platform. But what I've really seen in trying to kind of come back to answering the question is people saying that I've provided a place that it's relationship building, but it's content driven. And I'm really focused on, you know, that content that I want people to walk away from their interactions with me feeling like they have action steps. I know what I need to do to grow my business. I know how to do it and not just what to do, but I I know how to do it. And I feel confident that I can go do that. And let's go a little bit further in there because I think formats, you know, when you look at a format and how we learn and how we take in information, whether it's auditorily, visually, see it, touch it, feel it, whatever that is, I think formats of a mastermind are really important. What is the format that someone that's going to be in your franchise mastermind, what can they expect? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're going there now, I guess, aren't we? (laughs) Awesome. So I mentioned my round tables. Those are very, and I think there's kind of room for both, but different purposes. So my round tables are very informal, free flowing content is whatever comes at me that day. So what happens is everybody shows up and I say, Hey, Hey everybody. And I don't know who's going to show up. There's no commitment required. It could be anything from a new person that's never been there to somebody that's been coming every week. It could be a brand new franchisor that has like one franchisee under their brand, or it could be they have 500 franchisees. So it's super random, informal, free flowing. So you show up and you're like, I hope I get a nugget out of this today. And I try really hard to make sure that people do and I get great feedback. So that's cool. But it's, it's, uh, it's less, there's no commitment. It's you know just random. The play bigger performance groups that I'm creating are definitely more structured. Now, I'm not a super structured person. So to the extent that I would make something structured, the format that I'm using is, uh, and I've got a pilot group going that's been going since January of this. And there's, so there's five people in my pilot group. And I feel like it's, it's one too many for the way that we're doing this. So it's going to, these play bigger groups, which by the time this is launched or this podcast goes out, they will have launched. So, and they're, they'll be ongoing. So there are four people meeting bi-weekly for 90 minute sessions with myself there. So four people with, you know, their individual challenges. And within that 90 minutes, everybody gets about 15, 20 minutes 
to share their challenge. And then the group click asks clarifying questions, make sure we're clear on what they're looking for. And then we start sharing our potential solutions to that, that challenge. And then that, that individual that we are helping has to clarify their key takeaway and what action steps they're taking. So then next time we meet two weeks later, we can hold them accountable and help them ensure that they got the results they were looking for or help them if they didn't, what they should try instead. That's the key. One of the key things in masterminds, you're going to find, you want to find like-minded individuals that could come from a common industry, a similar industry, or completely different, but they come together and you're able to bounce ideas off of them. And then the big one is being held accountable. Like, what did I get out of this? What do I have to come back to the group with? And they're going to hold you accountable. They're just not going to want to be around you. Yeah. It's, I guess, uh, informally interviewed a lot of potential like people for these masterminds and asked them, what would you want out of this? And I, I, some of them, I let them free flow tell me. And some people I said, out of this list, accountability, coaching from me within the mastermind, coaching from your peers, you know, uh, solutions, like what's important to you. And it was very interesting. I, I will say there was a mix of either like some were firm on the accountability, some were less on the accountability, but more uh, the peer solutions. So I have found a variance in that. So that's why I want to kind of make sure that we, we cover both. We both are all in these groups that whatever they're looking for. And something that's really cool that we're going to do, you mentioned the like-mindedness. When I was polling people to ask them, what's more important to you uh, in the group? Is it that you're in with somebody in the same industry, different industry, stage of business that you're at, revenue amount, or if if it's a franchise or how many units you've got, because you have similar challenges, or do you want to, you know, or would you rather it be very different? And what I heard loud and clear was that the most important thing was like-mindedness and the mindset and core values and level of sort of drive. And so what, what I'm doing, and I'm telling this to your audience so that they can potentially pick this up and create the same model in whatever industry it is. I'm in the franchise world, but this is, could be applicable anywhere. We are using a profile assessment. It's called Zoracle Profiles. Uh, Zoracle spelled with a, with a uh, K, not C. It's mostly used in the franchise space, but it's it's basically a behavioral assessment. And we've customized it for my Play Bigger performance groups. And so the participants will take this 20-minute assessment and it'll give us some insights into what's important to them, how they thrive. And that's what we're using. And it, it incorporates core values and that sort of thing. And it, that's what we're using to match people up because we really want to optimize the value of the group. And we just heard that so loud and clear. That's so smart. I mean, I, yeah, that sounds really cool. I'd love to, I'd love to see that when, you know, when we're off there. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I'll definitely, I can connect yeah. you even with, uh, with, with Rebecca Monet, the founder of Zoracle. It's, it's a fantastic product. And I mean, we, yep. you can imagine like we use it in franchising because yeah. we're really concerned about fit. We want to make sure a franchisee is a good fit for a brand. So why wouldn't we use it for for pairing people up in masterminds? You know, speaking of people in your masterminds, you know, I feel at any point people have a way of surprising us because of their willingness to learn. The rooms that you put together, you you know, you're hand selecting them. Obviously, you're, you're putting them through a process just to make sure someone doesn't fall in there by happenstance. Has anyone that's been to your mastermind or coaching surprised you and what they've been able to accomplish and what was the outcome because of that room you put together? Oh, there's so many things I could say on this. First of all, on a general kind of over overall view of this, 
the pilot group that I've got going for my play bigger groups to the pain point that I was trying to solve is the loneliness of being a franchisor or just, you could say business owner, just for anybody that's like not clear on the terms and everything, but the loneliness of the business owner in that they are making big decisions and they you know, they would go to conferences and stand there alone. And then like, instead of going networking because they were a little bit introverted, end up back in their hotel rooms. And so I wanted to solve that pain point where we could create relationships where people would be trust, like trusting with each other and and really open up to help each other. The feedback from the the pilot group has been just amazing. They, because they're like-minded, they're a little bit different in stages, but they're like-minded. And I feel like especially the introverts in that group are really coming out of their shell and they're putting themselves out there on social media more than they were before. They're reaching out to each other. We have a group chat. So each of my play bigger groups will have its own group chat. So my pilot group has their, this just a texting chat. We keep it simple. And the way that people are supporting each other is so cool. Like it's, uh, it's sometimes funny and sometimes it's actually somebody renamed it the crying game. <laughs> The, the chat. Cause like, they'll be like, can you believe this happened? Or like, you know, or, or this great thing happened. We share wins and, and challenges in that chat. So in an overall sense to see the blossoming of all of the individuals has been a big success story. And just to see where they're going to go from there is like super cool. Within the group, I guess I'll speak to specifically one of the I think one of the the members, the biggest thing I've seen, you know, when it comes to growing a business, it's all about, not all about, but a lot of it has to do with getting exposure, right? Like I want to say marketing, but when I say that, I think people automatically go in their head to like paid advertising. And I'm not talking about paid advertising. I'm talking about doing things to put yourself out there to get noticed. And I'd say the, there's a, the one person in the group between the relationship we've had as me being his business advisor and coach to also incorporating in this pilot play bigger performance group to see him really thrive and put himself out there on social media and make fun and even silly videos. This is a guy that I would have not expected this from. And it took a lot of kind of role modeling and all these things. And it is leading to him getting exposure for his franchise company to the point where he's now getting some really good qualified franchise leads that are really close to to closing. It just there's some uh, franchise law that we're uh, franchise disclosure stuff going on that we have to deal with in COVID. There's all, a few things going on there, but to see that that's every franchisor's goal is to get good quality franchisees, and by putting himself out there, because I think because he feels more confident because of being in this group and knowing that he's got somewhere to go if he does you know come crashing down and just having those relationships i think is really what's led to to that so that's that's a huge win for him and there's other stories like that and and you hit on like all the examples of what i feel are like the pillars to success that we've talked about in one of our first episodes it's like surrounding yourself with the right people the willingness to invest in yourself you know being in that group and then action through experimentation so he took action by experimenting with the marketing and putting himself out there and and it led to yes what you're saying right there is is success so when it comes to someone's success i think there's a lot of things that it takes inside of those those three pillars right there you know mentorship willingness to fail experimentation partnerships the one thing that i think about that we're we're so sensitive today with social media is we're afraid to talk about our success and being successful 
What do you think it takes to get over the hump of being successful and, and sharing that with other people? Okay. This is how I would help people with that is there's a line I once heard and it was, here we go. You ready? You got another, another line. I can't remember who I heard this from, so I can't quote them. I'm going to say anonymous, but by shining a light on myself, I give permission to others to do the same. I love that. So, yeah. So it's not about look at me, look at me, look at me. I mean, maybe secretly <laughs> a little bit strategically it is because we want that's called mark. Like it's, it is marketing. We want exposure, but if you change your mindset and approach it as, as that is, if you are trying to inspire others to do great things, that changes everything, doesn't it? I've got a client who is a lovely, a, a beautiful person, and she is African-American and young and female. And I know she has no problem with me saying that we've had many conversations, especially during, you know, Black Lives Matter. And she is, she's Nigerian born. So she is humble by nature, very humble. And I continue to put, she's in my pilot uh, group as well and, and a client of mine, but I'm Absolutely. continuously pushing her to, and I, can I give her a shout out? Okay. So her name is Ruth Agbaji from Code Wiz. Code Wiz is a new franchise company. And I'm just so proud of her because she, young female, woman of color, and she is so driven. And so she wins awards and things. And I'm like, Put it out there so that you inspire other girls and women in your situation to go for it. And maybe they'll reach out to you as a mentor, you know, like they're looking for mentorship or whatever it is, and it'll help you, you know, make the world better. And she's on a mission to Code Wiz is a coding franchise, uh, a coding business for kids to learn coding. And that's purpose-driven that, you know, helps uh, empower kids and build their self-esteem through knowing how to do coding, which isn't going away, right? Like that's not, a, that's a skill that will be great to have. And so I think changing the mindset and going, if she, you know, puts it out there to the world that she got this mompreneur award or this, this or that women in business award, it'll inspire others. So that's, that's how I would say that to help people get over it. And I, I'll admit if people look me up on, uh, especially like on LinkedIn, if you scroll down on my posts, like two, maybe two, three years ago, I used to do the, if I was going to be on a panel, I'm like, the text would say like, I'm so excited. I'm going to be speaking on this panel about blah, blah, blah. You know, come listen at whatever. Well, now what I do, and this is a tip for people, if you're trying to figure out how to put yourself out there in a way that's a little bit more value driven as versus promotionally driven but I say, I'll try to say instead, I'll try to give a nugget or a tip that I'm probably going to talk about or something like that. Like, or are you struggling with trying to find a mentor? Say it was about, or a mastermind group. Are you struggling with trying to find a mentor? Yeah, I've been there before. I'm really excited to be able to share my insights with fellow panelists, blah, blah, blah. Like I try, I'm trying to make it less about me, yeah. but sneak in the kind of, and I know something about this. So I've, you probably would, if you looked four years ago to now, you'd sort of see a little bit of a difference. Although I've got a marketing girl helping me right now. And she sometimes puts words in there, like excited. I'm like, oh, we got to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> wow. I, I love it. Love it. So as, as we're getting closer to the end here, you know, I feel that there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity, really easy times. But I think innovation and ingenuity come out of the times when we feel the squeeze like we are now. What are you working on now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well, you can probably guess. I've already talked about it a couple of times, but my play bigger performance groups in the franchise world, one of the things that is so apparent is, is that collective wisdom of the group. Like when you look at a franchise company, even if there's only 20 franchisees, 
because they're early stage. Why wouldn't you leverage the collective wisdom? They're all the same business owner running the same business and they can learn from each other. So I'm really excited to provide these groups. I've done a quite a bit of research and haven't found anybody else in the franchise space doing it. And I've shared it with people what I'm doing and I'm getting a lot of key players and, 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 you know, franchise experts and, and people that have influence saying, wow, this is really cool. I love it. So I'm really excited to launch it. I'm really excited to keep it going. We're going to have a retreat for all the play bigger groups at the end of next year, assuming everything settles down with the pandemic and all that, but a, a very adventure driven retreat, retreat, which will also have, you know, action, action orientation and, and accountability and that sort of thing as well. But it'll be different. We're, we're trying to make a splash here. And so the, the play bigger groups are, are, what I'm most excited about right now. And I also look at it as a way for an individual like myself, anybody that has some expertise that wants to scale. It's not all about me in these groups. I just need good people to help facilitate them. And I've got a real, I'm fortunate. I do have a great network. I've worked hard to build that. And so my vision for this is really big. You know, there's no limit to how many play bigger groups there will be. And not only is it the, the franchisors coming together in a group, what about the marketing people in a franchise company? What about the field people in a franchise company? So if anybody's listening to this and has an industry that they're in, you know, bring those people together and leverage that collective wisdom. So that's my big focus. I do still work with one-on-one clients if I love them, <laughs> if they're really awesome and I believe in them. And so, so that's still good, but yeah, you can probably tell I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah. And, and, and I'm excited to see it grow. I know that uh, over the success finder, which is, you know, the compliment to the mastermind effect, we haven't seen that come into that realm yet. So that's super exciting to see that you're going to be carving out your own niche, which has all these subsets, but that's, that's really exciting to get to see on there. What, and, and you've already given us so much, what is one thing that you can leave the listeners with a tip, a method, something, if they implemented in the next 30 to 60 days, they could see some immediate results, whether it's in their personal or their business life. I got lots of that, but it's not, it's not something didn't jump straight into my head. So what I'm going to do just in the interest of time, I'll say this. I feel people do a lot of the time is they overthink things. And I'm out there. One of the, my messages is that you probably sensed it already, but you know, I say doing something is better than nothing. And I kind of, what I mean by that is perfection is the enemy of done and analysis leads to paralysis. You know, you overthink things and, and, and then you don't actually do it. So if there's something that you want to do and you're not doing it, either let it go or go do it, <laughs> you know, go, go take, so break it down, simplify it and just figure out and, or you can get help from others, get help from a mastermind group, a mentor, stop thinking that you're going to figure this out yourself, get some help. What are the action steps I need to take to take this, this goal or whatever, this, this plan to the next level. So really simplifying it and and not overthinking it, that's where you're going to get your forward movement. So hopefully that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, perfection is the person that never launched because nothing's ever perfect. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing yeah. and we need to be. So perfection is the person that just never ended up launching. Just try it. Like if you're thinking, you're listening to this going, I want to start a mastermind group, rally some people. The way I did it is I didn't charge for the first group just so I could get some practice you know, rally some people and try it and pivot if it doesn't work. Like these play bigger groups, I, I went through some different iterations. I, I spoke to a lot of people 
I'm done talking yeah. to people. I just got to do it. And I'll find out the mark. The market will tell me, you know, what the market will tell me if this is, if I've got it right. And if I don't, then I'm going to ask the market, well, what, what, what could be different? What, you know, what am I missing? Your audience will tell you every time. So exactly. Yeah. All right. We have Angela Cote of play bigger performance groups. Angela, I appreciate everything that you brought to the mastermind effect. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I sure hope somebody reaches out to me, at least one person. <laughs> Angela at AngelaCote.com. Absolutely. Your information will all be in the show notes. Thanks. Sweet. All right. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.